space where all the stars shine. Some hold greatness close, keeping out the cold, while others act as a lighthouse, telling stories untold. This is our responsibility as beings of all kinds, to search, to embrace, ride the waves and find all of our stars. This is Star Trek Bait. It's Joshua's Lieutenant Canton, Kevin, Lieutenant Commander Kelvick, Chris, Commander Onal, and Tracy as Captain Vigrel. This episode, the officers handle the repercussions from their fight with the musical Marauders and are also sent on a diplomatic mission to a secretive people. So we're going to open a few weeks after the last adventure. The Kaltar, which are the music-loving marauders. Actually, I'm going to call them the music marauders now. <laughs> They've backed off of your sector that you're in. We'll start in the conference room of the USS Tolona 2, bridge officers or whatever. Uh, Bones McKenzie is going <laughs> to inform the captain. Uh, he is your resident psychologist, whereas Canton is more your anthropologist and social advisor. For things outside of the ship and the ship, Does that makes sense. Yeah. The only anthropologist I know is Bones from the TV show, so sure. Okay. Well, Bones McKenzie is like the in-house psychologist that deals with people there. But what is he? Xenologist, xenologist, something like that. There you go. I guess mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Uh, he's going to inform the captain that the crew are disgruntled for the events with the Kaltar. Uh, they're not happy having to work overtime to fix the warp core while not having fresh food because the food replicators went down and the warp did as well. So the head of engineering has some thoughts on that. Okay. Uh, she, she's requesting an upgrade to the engine so the warp drive and well, so the warp drive doesn't go down and also so it doesn't happen at the same time as the food replicators. Mechanically speaking, what she's asking you to do is make it so you can no longer have the warp drive as a consequence. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> what that's going to mean is, I just put a note down at the Tulone two. And also, it means that the crew is now happy. Like, it's a positive boost of happy engineering crew. Feel like you're a slave driver. <laughs> happy crew, happy life kind of thing? Yeah. You guys had wanted possibly a disgruntled crew or a spy on board. The beatings so the will continue until dis- morale improves. There you go. So them having to work without warm food was not very happy, but you've stated them. Sorry, let me reiterate what you just exposited. Uh, our own gen- engineer is trying to fix the ship so that we can no longer lose the warp drive as a consequence. I, like, when, story-wise, she's thinking yeah. that there was a weak link in the warp core, and she doesn't want that to happen in the future. Especially when we're trapped and also tied with the food replicators because people got really grumpy that they had to work and things. and So she was going to fix a problem that the ship had. Okay. And so that's what so, she's doing right now. Yeah, she's just like, my crew was a little upset because of these things. We can fix it. Um, it'll be stronger in the you know, it's not going to happen in the future. Mechanically, outside of game, that means that you can't select the warp core to go down to a mild consequence. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you guys had said, no, we're just going to leave it as it is and keep going, you would have gotten like a negative boost of disgruntled crew. 
Okay. But now you've selected it. So the crew's kind of happier that the captain's listening to them, but you guys have less selections for consequences. It's a... Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Ish. Yeah. Enough. Okay. okay. It's part of a longer... You guys dealing with a ship full of people on a long expedition and having them not right. get so angry at you. While you're, while you're having the meeting, you're going to get a message. Uh, Captain, we have a message from Starfleet Command coming through. It's listed as not personal in nature. Should I go ahead and put it on your view screen? Sure, patch it through. Okay, you see some admiral come along. And this is a message because you guys are, even with subspace, it would still take minutes for you guys to get a message. It's not impossible, but it just takes a little bit. So this is just a message. And you can always choose no. I'm sure there'll be other other chances. But either way, we've got the, the Admiral saying you're to partake in a diplomatic mission to set up good relations with the Fontians. They're warp-capable species who have already made first contact with the Federation many years ago. Uh, this will be the first time a Federation ship has been near their homeworld, so they've asked for representatives to get the note of Federation better. The Fontians have invited the captain of the ship and a small representative crew to the planet for a week's time. Uh, they are they're a non-hostile species as far as we know. Who is we? We advise Earth following... Week? Uh, uh, Starfleet. Ah, okay. Yes. As far as Starfleet knows, these are friendly. They've They've exhibited no hostile whatever. This is the first time we've come out there. They've specifically asked for a group of like six to eight members, captain included. During your time, Commander Ono will take the Talona 2 to a nearby star system and complete a scientific survey on that system while you're on your little vacation. And her, her survey should take about a week. She'll come back and pick you up. This is your chance to represent the Federation and also learn more about this reclusive culture. Good luck, Starfleet out. It does the thing. Okay. What are you guys going to do? I am going to look up this race and see what all we know about them. All right, what about you, Kelvec? What information would you be interested in? Uh, they um, are friendly, right? You said? This is basically... That's what, that's what he just said. It's like yeah. first contacts? They've already made first contacts before. So we're not doing that. If you get more information... Yeah, no. It'll be your first time to their home planet. And familiarize myself with all the dossiers and reports that all the people who did make the first contact with this race filed and if I can okay. find any patterns amongst and behaviors or and read all the personal logs of all the the officers that were involved so I can get like okay. little things that might not be in official reports. Okay, Canton? Mostly just interested in uh just brushing up on Starfleet protocol for, you know, not the first contact, but establishing relations of uh, uh, you know, interspecies. I, I'm not sure. I'm sure there's a you know, process outline that we learned in the academy. It talks about from civilization discovers warp technology to first contact to uh, first visit to you know, eventual Federation membership and whatnot. So. I just want to familiarize myself with the Starfleet side of protocol. Okay. So, Vigril? I'm going to 
research their how they approach things socially, how their negotiating style, their debating style, stuff like that. Okay. Kelvec, if you're just doing straight up research and stuff, you could do a scholarship check. If you wanted to talk with people, you could do a contacts, but it sounds like you're just doing a bunch of research. Uh, Canton, yours is, you could do a protocol or a scholarship. I'll do a protocol since that's really okay. what I'm pushing for. And Vigril, you're... I was really more going for over scholarship, trying to find out like uh, personality traits and and different like more like customs, honestly. Okay, I, th- I was thinking um, you were going to do the same thing too. You guys could both yeah. do customs. Yeah, just do a customs check okay. if if you want to do that. All uh, right, so I got a four on that. Okay, going on customs. Yeah. Canton. I got a one. Nice. Mm-hmm. On protocol? On protocol. That's a positive. That is a positive. Big roll. Way to go, Canton. <laughs> I have a three on... Three on customs? Scholarship, protocol, not customs. Which one are you doing? You just want to trade up research? Or... Looking in how to handle situations, or... I'm going to do protocol, yeah, like how to handle situations. Okay. While you guys are doing this, it's the whole montage of researching and things. The Lieutenant Tethelis, the Andorian, is going to ask the captain if he can be included in this away mission. Seeing as he is the communications officer, it might be good for him. And he knows, like, seven or eight languages. So... It might be good to come along. Sure. Okay. Kelvec, you're looking for a personal log on customs. There's not been a lot of interactions with them, at least not militarily. There's been some traders that have dealt with the Federation. Uh, they, they seem very patient and courteous. They seem very, very highly intelligent and empathic, especially for... You notice from like reading and comparing different things, it's not like this is just written out for you, but you put together with a four that they seem to pick up on the customs of others very well. And you know from like when they met like a human captain that they greeted and treated the, the human crew or what they, the people as they would be treated. And then when they met like an Andorian, they were more rigid. They were... They seem like they were very good at mimicking other cultures. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So they, they're very just cur- overall courteous and patient, intelligent, and just very good dealing with other people. Vigril and Canton. Canton with a one? You can always get better with, if there's some kind of mild... Con- like, you know, what is it? Succeed with a... Uh, you're the fate person. You fail, you says. Well, this isn't really a fail, but you could probably use that later. For Protocol of One, you know, basically to, like like the Admiral said, just follow their customs, do what they say, be patient, no hostilities, those kind of things. Good deal. Usually the best way to go. Nothing too crazy. Alrighty. And Vigril, yours was like social situations? Yeah. Um, pretty much what his was. What in particular in social situations? Well, I'm thinking more like um, 
how they like debate and negotiate and that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, you really didn't find anything about them debating. Uh, also, if that's what you're looking for, they don't really negotiate that much either. Or debate this. I don't think Vigra would like them very much. I guess <laughs> they don't seem. They seem very agreeable. That's suspicious. I don't trust <laughs> agreeable people. <laughs> nice. Uh, some other things you can pick up, just main things. They're uh, they have a military force, but they don't really leave their star system. But the merchant ships have their stories of people trying to invade them. Actually, the Marauders, musical Marauders, did, and they got fought. They were fought off very easily. So they it seems they have military forces, just they don't leave their own little sector. They're pictures of them. They seem about as tall as a Klingon, but very skinny, lanky, and off skin. That's about all you know with them. Okay. Uh, who do you want to? While you're on route there, what does your team want to consist of? And you guys can choose this amongst yourselves. And they said six to eight people. Are we going to be beaming down or a shuttle or? No idea yet. Okay, well, I. Pathalus has asked. The Andorian. He's the right? Andorian. Yes. Communications officer. Yeah. So communications is good. Um. You know, I think security obviously probably should go with you know someone from the counseling. <laughs> Nice. Uh, Probably want more than one person in security, just in case. Yeah, I agree. Split into different teams at any point. I would also say, like, maybe like a science person, not necessarily an engineer. Hmm. Yeah, too bad Onal's committed to uh, the science team, but definitely someone from. uh, Science research and probably someone with medical skills, just just in case. Oh, uh, what, what was what was the name of the flyboy that helped us with Craig? That's Ke- that's Commander Kelvex's buddy. Yeah. Um. Um. um he's a Dilophilid guy, Dilophilid or whatever. Uh, oh my God, I'm I'm having a horrible blank. It's Malloy. Malloy, it's a, yeah. I think, Malloy. I think he's JG Malloy now. Yeah, Lieutenant Malloy. He's in security, so he could be your uh, he could be your other security person. So the three of us: Malloy, communications guy, someone from science. That'd be six. Someone from science, okay. And probably someone. You said medical. medical. There's a couple people you could have just from like the from the crew I told you about last time. You have Ensign Gran, that girl from the planet Ghostal, mm-hmm. the green wearing people. She is a Helms person. You oh, also what? have she also worked she is also a Helm officer. Okay. But she's trained as a combat medic. You also have Commander Bill Williams. But you guys could make up somebody else too. Any thoughts? Um I I like the one uh the medic the girl that also has the um Piloting experience. Yeah, Ensign Grand. Ensign Grand. You know, okay, we may, we'll t- if, if, if we're going to take just seven, you know, that would be good, so we've got fewer to keep track of, but we may, um, metagame speaking, may want to take a red shirt along as well, just in case. Malloy's red shirt. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, he's definitely a red shirt. Okay. I've been him off for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you guys really liked him. 
Yeah, he's great and all, but, you know, pathos. He, he's got to go out with a bang sometime. Okay. So, um, who is your science do, officer? Do we have any women on this thing? Yes, Ensign uh, Gran and the engineer. Uh, the head engineer, but I'm assuming she's staying on the ship. Um, do, do we have any cases of Romulan ale? I think history has shown, like, Diplomatic events always go better with Romulan Ale. Okay, no. You got a positive. Everybody got positive. You all know that Romulan Ale is not an appropriate <laughs> thing to take anywhere. <laughs> that is that is noted in every log wherever it says Romulan Ale. Nice. Alright, so do we want to make up a female character to bring? Is the science or the uh, red shirt that's going to die? Or? So far you've got five. Wait, wait, wait. We should wait, have no. Six. You have six, because you have, you have Vigil. <laughs> <laughs> so we still need a science officer. Right. That's who we're missing. With a science officer, um, you would have seven. Does somebody want to make up a science officer? Yeah. I really wish we could get, like, a Dax in here. If only she... Her, uh... Past hers weren't already established. <laughs> Plus, you guys would kill her. Well, you know. Why <laughs> not? So, let's come up with a character that's got you know kind of a similar Dax personality. Uh, maybe someone that also studied with uh, Craig, that uh, you know was really good with Klingons and kind of had that fiery personality, but was really vested yeah. in uh, science. You got a race in mind? Well, I like the idea of another uh, Trill, but I guess we don't even know that. Surely we know Onal has that thing inside him by this point, right? I don't know. I don't think you... Only Vigril does. Yeah. Now, if you mind meld with him... Yeah, they kept it a high. They kept it a secret. Yeah, but I mean, we're all Team Coconut, and he's not going to be, like... No. But he said, yeah. Uh, like I said, he is sometimes more Vulcan than you. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> they they instill a lot of guilt into to the trills when they're young, so they feel really guilty about telling anybody. You could always always do another Andorian. They're very feisty. That would fit pretty well. Yeah. We have one already? Yeah, Tethelis. Our uh, communications officer is coming with us. We don't want two Andorians. <laughs> what do you have against Andorians? Well, because these are people that like mimic customs, and if we have too many rigids and too many humans, and you know, what about a Zindi? A, bulk... a what? Zindis are around. I'm not familiar with that race. What's a Zindi? They're from Enterprise. Actually, there's there's like five different Zindi races up, but the aquatics, I think we can roll out. And the bugs. I think yeah. you have the lizards or the. Apes. So you want to have a Zindi? Sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not as familiar with Enterprise, but if y'all go for it, sure. <laughs> what is his name? Ralph? Ralph. I thought we were doing a female. Or are they all males? Why can't, why can't that be a female? You said his name. Oh, I did. Good good point. Ralphie? Yeah, there's Zindi Priming. Ralphie? Ralphie. With the accent on the I. Uh -huh. Double accented I. Okay. So, Vigril, 
Thelis, Kelvec, Canton, Malloy, Rafi, and Grand. Sounds, Sounds good. good. Boom. Okay. You guys get there, and since you don't have your head science officer, you get there, and there's no planet. There's just a giant black onyx ship. Oh, wow. No, I'm joking. That's not what's there. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wait till he's here so we do that again. But you arrive. Um, you'll see the planet Fontan. It's with PH. Not that it matters. It's a binary star system. Five planets. Second planet is the one you're going to. It has three moons. You'll be hailed. Tethelis will say, uh, patching it through. A tall individual, olive skin, eyes kind of bigger than usual, uh, is going to say, uh, thank you for making the trip, Federation representatives. We offer you rest. Are you ready to be representatives, Captain? Yes, and we appreciate your hospitality. He says, beam down whenever you are ready. Okay. We will beam down shortly. Cool. You guys ready? To die. <laughs> what? Today is a good day to die? Every day. <laughs> okay. Are we so you guys being type down? 1 phasers, like the little pocket ones? Do you have type 1 phasers? They have them in Next Generation. They have them in the original series. Cool, then you got them, if you want to. Maybe um, just the security people with Type 1 phasers. Or is... Well, that might... Still, that... Wouldn't be very diplomatic, I guess, going armed. And the captain probably should be armed, at the very least. Captain and security. Yeah, so I'll have a Type 1 phaser, and we'll give the security officers Type 1 phasers. And then... Tricorders. Well, the medical person... Uh, Grant has medical kit. Medical tricorder. Science officer, I'm sure, has a tricorder. You guys ready for a big party? Anybody else want to take it? Uh, I'm going to take some cakes. I got the resources for it. <laughs> You're going to bring them cakes? I'm going to bring some cakes. You said anything about sharing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kelvec? Yes. Anything special you're taking? I will pack my little pamphlet. Why not? I like the idea of it being like a, a recorder. Okay, cool. What would Starfleet Protocol tell us to take in this situation? Um, probably not so many phasers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to get having second thoughts about that, so... Yeah, you rolled a positive. You're not going to... If you guys had rolled negative, then it would have... It would have been bad. But no, <laughs> take um, phaser rifles and <laughs> yeah, take a bunch of phaser rifles and grenades. About no. fifty in <laughs> maybe a tricorder or two, maybe a medical thing, but maybe one phaser. But it's debatable. Okay, we won't take any phasers. Okay, cool. Yeah, you're dead. But, you but I, I like the medical a, kit and a couple of tricorders and a flute. Okay. Is this just like a normal wooden flute? What's it made of? Um. The bones of his enemies. Oh no, that would be a clean on <laughs> I actually, it should be made from Vulcan oak, but I, or oak or whatnot, I had yeah, to yeah. use a uh, spruce pine found in Nevada and carved it nice. myself. Mm. Okay. Nice. I like it. Okay, so you guys take the... Pines grow in Nevada? Let me figure out. 
Okay. So you guys beam down. You'll see smooth round buildings surrounded by many gardens and trees. It looks as if this culture embraces nature. There's still signs of technology, like these aren't like like yeah. cave people. So small buildings, culture embraces nature. There's signs of technology, but nothing stands out like it would on Earth or other technological centric worlds. You still see it, people with like pads and stuff, but it's just these are more nature centric. And you're greeted by a two meter tall, thin, olive skinned person. He's the group of like two of people. We'll just say three because you can tell if it's two or three. Okay. Say, Welcome, travelers. We have rooms for each of you in the small buildings behind me. You're free to unload your things here, or you can take them with you. It matters not. In the rooms, they will not be disturbed. If you are more interested in moving to the actual gathering, I can take you there right away. It's just a short walk down this path, and I'd be happy to answer any questions along the way. He's just looking around. Did we learn any formal greetings that they use? No, we learned that they uh, do the. Uh, they just kind of match whatever greetings we give. That's pretty much what you got. Through, especially because Kelvec was kind of looking for that. There was no universal. Hi, you know, this. There was no universal hand sign. Okay. I think we're prepared to go ahead. Go to the meeting. Okay. If you'll follow me this way, it's only a short walk, and you're going down a path. It's not paved or anything. There's trees going over, but it's not overgrown. It's a wide, like, 20, actually, about 7 or 8 meters wide path. You're just walking. Do you guys ask any questions? Uh, I will ask, uh, how many are we expecting to uh, meet and greet at the gathering? About 20 of us and the representatives of of this planet have prepared a feast and gathering of our people, and also we've done research on your different peoples and have provided food that we hope is adequate. I look forward to it. He's just going to keep walking. Anyone else have questions? Uh, how often do you receive off-world guests? That's a very good question. Not very many. And not very often. We are not against it. It is just we are very solitary people. It has been maybe years. Not many people try to come to our system. There's not many resources that others deem valuable that are worth fighting for. And those that have fought for it, we have defended ourselves against. That is admirable. You guys did notice when you came into the system, there was like three or four ships there. Smaller than yours, but... They seemed adequate enough. So they have a military force, just... And they all looked kind of bulbous and almost kind of like a Mon Calamari ship from Star Wars. Okay. You guys are noticing now it's been like five minutes and you're still walking. He's telling you that, you know, we're, we're very happy that you could come. We've had some interaction with your Federation before. And we've heard many great things about how you've joined people of different types together to, to serve a better goal. We're, we're very happy to have you here. Everybody give me empathy checks. Six. Boom. What, son? I see Elvin got something great. <laughs> Negative two. Yeah! That's awesome. 
Okay, Canson, what'd you get? I got a five. Do I need to spend a fate point? For you get a bonus to stuff like this, don't you? Uh, if they're trying to be honest, I get a plus two. Otherwise, no. you got something about telling somebody's oh cognitive yeah. psychology. Plus one to determine motivation. Okay, so you got a five. Okay, Kelvec, you're very impressed with this individual's Am honesty I? and and openness. You are. You believe him to be trustworthy. You now have a negative boost of I trust him. And negative is like a it's it's not really negative. But right, it's just something used against me. Yeah, it's just used against you. I trust them. Uh he got a four. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh Canton and Vigrel, you both tell that he is being honest. You can tell it's definitely, it's not like an affront. It's not a fake honesty. It's not even a salesman kind of honesty, but he's just trying to be that I'm trustworthy. You should trust me. Not to deceive you later, but just he wants you to see him as trustworthy. It's it's like one of those people that really wants you to like them just because they can't stand when people don't like them almost. Like, <laughs> like he really not, he just. Not he, like that. Okay. You're thinking in a very <laughs> Vigro kind of way. So is it more that he feels like his job is to make us trust him? Yes, and he does want you to trust him, mm-hmm. so that he can, you know. So, but you guys can tell it's kind of an act or whatever. Okay. Well, I'm going to reply. Well, I'm glad that you appreciate what we're doing, and we have found that by finding other species that share our common values and goals, that when we work together, we can accomplish great things. And it oh. works out at the common good of all involved. My drop from the captain. <laughs> nice. He nods and says, that is, that is very admirable. We are, we are happy to have you here and hope that we have many things in common. I we agree. Hope this, we hope this journey is beneficial both for us and you as well. And you guys are going to keep walking. He said a short path, but it's been, it takes like 20 minutes to get there. Uh, once you get there, it's a larger building. You go inside, there's a gathering of about 15 or 20 people sitting at large wooden tables. There's a large fireplace in the center of the room, and there's many torches on the outside. For people from Earth, it almost looks medieval. That kind of feel. There's paintings and rugs up on the wall depicting all kinds of maybe events that happened in their past. Uh, your motion to the table, and it has one empty side, and the other side has people that appear to be wearing dress that are a little bit more swanky than everybody else. Most likely, you guys can tell that it's the people in charge or whatever. Their motion for you to sit at the table, and they ask you to sit and join us in food. And I am going to compel your aspect, Kelvac, that you trust them and that you will sit and join them and eat. Sounds lovely. I'm starving. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. You are now my... I have your soul. The other two guys, I'm going to pay you fake points to invoke your Starfleet aspects to honor their customs and join them and sit and be one with them. Okay. We get a fake point for that? Yes. If you accept it, you get a fake point. Okay. Do I need to share my cakes? <laughs> You don't, I mean, you don't need to. You know it would be good. I mean, you, you're giving me a fake point. I'm okay with sharing my cakes. Okay, share your cakes, yeah. 
What? How do you present your cakes? You know, as a uh, token of thanks for our hospitality you know, for this feast, uh, as is our custom, I'd like to present uh, you know, a small token of our gratitude uh, for food from our home that uh, we can share with you on behalf of the Federation. One of the middle says, thank you, thank you very much. It is always honorable to for one to go on a long voyage and still save enough to give to others once they've completed that voyage. We're here to uh, offer you food of ourselves. And you guys sit down to start eating and talking and things. Yep. Are, are they eating my cakes? Yes, they're eating your cakes. And now I have the souls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys start eating their small talk. You guys mm. can eat. Everybody that takes the food, they, you can have the aspect, positive one, of well-fed. So if you want to put that there, then we can... They're feeding you really good. As you're talking and stuff, they're going to talk about the home world that they're from. This is our home world. We've been here you know, for as long as we have been around. What is we, we like learning about other people's home worlds and what it's like in comparison to ours. Do any of you have stories of your your home world that you would share with us? And if you guys can't think of one, I've got some written. Uh, I mean, I, I can think of one, but, you know, protocol here. Shouldn't the highest ranker go first? Yeah, that's fine, yeah. Well, um, my people are known as Tellerites, and we come from a planet called Tellerite Prime, or Teller Prime. And it's, it's a planet, it's maybe a little more arid than this one, but still a pleasant place to live. We, we pride ourselves as um, great debaters. They're... On our world, there is little physical violence. We prefer to talk things through, and the tongue and the pen are what get things done. Nice. This, that is very admirable, uh, Captain Vigrel. Vigrel, correct? Yes. Nice. Uh, someone from their side will speak up. He'll say, once while the family watched us, we, we ambushed a guest that had been hunting us. The family had whispered to us that the Lacaste was ours. It was not aware there was more than just me. It didn't have a chance to use any of its claws on us, not even the poisoned ones on the back four legs. The, the family provided great for us that night. Our homeworld can provide for us like that, and we should do the same for her. And you're now you're getting the feeling like they, they do like a you tell a story, they tell a story, and back and forth kind of thing. Okay. Anyone else want to go? Story I had, I had come up with is a much more uh, personal, intimate story that do it, dude. about do my it. own personal youth growing up. And well, yeah, yours is kind of a, no. a tale of two worlds. Mine is a tale of two worlds, but I was going to share about my first pond far with with like my team coconut, and that is totally inappropriate for <laughs> diplomatic mission. Is it? Yes. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> Wheels. I mean, they were talking about hunting a creature with no. poison claws in the back. I feel it's the, you know, we've got to escalate to keep things. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, that's a very personal, private matter anyway. I don't feel okay. that uh, it is appropriate. And I wouldn't feel comfortable sharing that with these strangers. Do you say that out loud? No, no. Good okay, night. okay. Uh, 
Okay, so you're you're thinking of a different story. Canton, do you have one? I do. <laughs> well Yeah, we have an oh, no. happy kitty. You're being attacked. You're being attacked <laughs> by the six legged creature. Go ahead. <laughs> on on my world on Earth where the humans from uh, one of the main uh, bases for the Federation now. We have but uh, one son, and it is considered a thing of beauty to watch uh, the sun set, uh, the colors that are arrayed in the sky. And I once, uh, through a long journey and uh, great effort of exploration, found uh, a small cliff overlooking a river that had a beautiful view of the far mountains, the nearby sunset. It was the perfect place. And I felt blessed to be able to go there to take a nap, to rest, and to collect my thoughts. And many times as I journey away from home, I still think of that place as I go to sleep. That place sounds majestic and beautiful, Sir, Sir Canton. Thank you for sharing part of your homeworld with us. Did he say Sir Canton? Yes. Okay. The one in the middle will say, uh, this, is, this is not my story, but all of ours, and he'll open his hands up and show others. For those not, for those not from here, they may not have heard it before. We came here through a great pilgrimage. Some blamed the angry child, the mother, or even the family for what had happened to our previous land. Those that were us would not admit that we had ruined the land and brought it upon ourselves. It matters not exactly why we had to leave, but leave is what we had to do. We journeyed through dry and wet, hot and cold, lost many young and old before we found our new land. Those that were left worked hard not to repeat what had happened in the past and also respected those that had been lost along the way. Others, like your Federation, have come before and left us wanting. They did not understand what we had gone through and thus could not earn our trust. We, we hope you are different. We are happy to help you prove to us that you are. We would very much like to demonstrate that, and we appreciate the chance to do so. Commander Kelvek? My name is Kelvek, and I am of two worlds. I, my father was a Vulcan, my mother was from Earth, just as Canton is, and I grew up with my mother on Earth. But I was afforded the opportunity to visit my homeworld, my father's homeworld, Vulcan, and I learned customs there. The region where my father grew up, it is customary to carve instruments of our own making and design from the local out of the local fauna in an attempt to bridge the interstellar gap between Vulcan and Earth I decided to do this back on Earth so when I was a young boy I went out and found a young sapling this recorder brought my recorder from it and I have practiced on it to that from that day. Like do you want to roll a performance to see how good it is, or you just want to kind of? Sure. Oh yeah, roll it. It is a one. <laughs> That's a positive. It, there's there's some light music, some people playing some instruments in the background, but once you start playing, 
you guys notice that the other instruments, they don't completely die away, but they kind of fade to the background and kind of bring your playing up. They follow what you do and kind of bring your playing up a little bit so that the only thing really that people can hear is your flute, but it's got some, it's got some good backing to it. It's a very touching scene for your heart of stone. Aww. What were you saying, V-Girl? Well, I was just going to say, you know, like, I, I guess, you know, the performance could be towards entertaining, but they wouldn't objectively know how good it is. <laughs> True. It doesn't, yeah. For you guys, it sounds good. But you can tell from theirs, their music they've been playing is very melodic and similar to music that is liked by your peoples. So you can tell it's very similar to that. Okay. Okay, nice. That's uh, One of them will say that it, that is a beautiful song you've shared with us, and it is wonderful that you have such respect for the life of your home world. That is, your Federation is definitely showing that she is great. You'll hear some other ones talking and through eating and kind of not really paying attention, maybe. You get some stories, notes here and there. Tethelus talks about how uh, his home world orbits a gas giant. It's a nice world. They live underground, things like that. And before you know it, you don't even realize it, but lights are getting darker, music's getting quieter, and then everything just kind of fades to black before you even know it because you guys took fate points and things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, give me notice checks or yeah, give me notice checks. Vigro, yes, you get a plus two. <laughs> well, I'm mediocre. Four. Four. Oh, you guys that got a four can tell it's kind of like a pat it's like the last thought before he turns out the light is like this food is really great because they had like Vulcan food, human food, Tellerite food. They had all the food that you wanted, but the more you ate of it, you just know like there's a little something. And the last thought you had before kind of passing out was like, it tastes a little funny. And then you guys are all passed out. Pretty sure I fell asleep before then. <laughs> uh, so you guys wake up. You're, there's birds chirping. Uh, you're surrounded by trees. Give me, give me some notice checks. Again? Yeah, this is for a fresh one for waking up. Oh, okay, got it. Three. Well, do I get the plus two? I don't, Vic. No, you don't. This one's just looking around and In just kind of getting that case out. one. Eight. Okay. Holy so we'll get to that. Wow. <laughs> okay. So I just have a one. Okay, Canson, what'd you get? I got a two. Okay. We're gonna go with the eight. <laughs> For one and two, you guys notice that you're in a forest clearing, and you feel okay. There's there's brightness. You're outside. All your people are there with you. For an eight, Kelvec, uh, everybody's there. Everybody's in uniform. You're, it is a short time after that you guys entered that building. You get a feeling because of your Vulcanness that you haven't lost a lot. It's not like the next day. You can tell, like, if you've missed time or something with an eight. Like, you're, you're great. Uh, you actually notice that Vigro has a note sticking out of his pocket before Vigro notices that he has a note sticking out of his pocket. You also notice that no one else has any of their equipment anymore. There's no tricorders. There's no medical things. There's no technology. But you do still have your flute. You hear animals. You see a couple... 
wildlife. It looks very similar to Earth, kind of, since that's where you've been most of your life. Uh, some small, what would be rodent mammal things. Some bird-like raptor things. Everyone looks okay. You don't have any headaches or anything from being drugs, and you can tell with an ape that no one else appears inebriated or anything whatsoever. But you do know that sticking out of Vigral's pocket, which is the only thing different. You alert him, or... Captain, uh, I believe you have a note in your pocket. Oh. I stick my hand in my pocket and pull out the note. Okay. It's a rattlesnake. No, it's uh, ah. just a note. Uh, all it says on it is a list of things. It says, follow first light, run from last light, mother protects during night, do not listen to the angry child, do six times, and we will join again. Do six times? Actually, I can put that here. I think I can. I would imagine so. Yeah. Where are you putting it? I'm putting it on my screen. Dang it. Can you see those on my screen? Yes. Okay. Hopefully that's helpful. There you go. There's all the things. In cool. reverse order. Ah, that works. You know, Tellarite's right from bottom up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, you kill me, Smalls. <laughs> Thank you for listening to episode 30 of our continuing Star Trek Fate Adventures. If you'd like to hear other episodes, you can do that at burneverythinggaming.podbean.com. We're also on the iTunes and the Stitcher and all the other things. We also have campaigns and Dresden Files, and we have some one-shots and some other little podcasty shows. Either way, we'd love for you to check them out. If you would like to leave some feedback, we would love that as well. You can do that at burneverythinggaming at gmail.com. Plus, we have the Facebook and the Twitter and all those things. We would really love to hear from you. Good things, bad things, whatever your thoughts are, that'd be great. If you'd like to support us, help us get better equipment so you can hear us better, you can do that at our Patreon. You can also decide like what the players fight, what our campaigns are, maybe what our one-shots are. It's all up to you. Either way, hope you keep enjoying. Um.